Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, the power of vulnerability with special guest, Hillary Houghton. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Hillary. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. It's awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So you are officially the first non-family member who's been on the podcast. I've had Susanna and I've had Annie Grace She's in the background a couple of times on the <laughs> podcast. So welcome. I mean, this is a big moment in the those podcast. Are, like, those are big shoes to fill, actually. They, they <laughs> are. Shoes although I don't, and... <laughs> I don't know how Susanna would think, or Annie Grace would think, feel about you saying she has big shoes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is this is a big moment for the podcast just awesome. because, uh, yeah, we haven't done this before. I hadn't done this yeah. format before, but... Uh, the reason I wanted to reach out to you is that you're, you have a vlog yeah. uh, that you've been putting out for over a year called Grief, Joy, and Authenticity. Yeah. And I'm close to the, to the origins of that and your story, but you've been an inspiration to me. I mean, as I was just explaining, maybe just before the podcast here, uh, this podcast is, at least in some, at some level, a result of watching you tell your story. That's and, an honor to hear. Yeah, well, it's an honor for you to be here because, like, I, like there were moments when this podcast was not going to happen. Like, I just didn't, mm-hmm. like, I just didn't want to push the button. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw you pushing the button to broadcast, and so that's why I was like, hey, you know, it, if I'm going to have a guest on here, I need to have somebody. Like, if I have the opportunity, yeah, I'm just glad you're here. Awesome, I'm so glad to be here, man. Like, this is uh, this is powerful stuff you know it's we all have a story to tell and um and you're getting to tell your story on a regular basis and then you're giving me the opportunity to tell my story so that was actually one of the things that that you you said that quote in one of your early early vlogs and it was like everybody's got a story to tell and don't don't believe yours isn't worth it right right yeah for sure so with that in mind would you mind just first of all just share sharing who you are just introduce yourself and then maybe we can talk a little bit about our how we met, and then the story the story that uh, that has kind of brought this these kind of units of broadcast together. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, my name is Hillary Houghton. Um, live here in Dallas, um, literally right around the corner from you guys. Um, for <laughs> gosh, for a couple of years, Four we years. literally yeah. uh, lived a few yards away from each other, <laughs> and uh, so we know each other through uh, Trinity Church Oak Cliff. Which, um, man, as I tell the rest of my story, um, the our church body is such a huge part of what um, has carried me through the past few years and um and uh, my husband and I have been in Dallas for about five years and and we love it and um yeah that's kind of how we came about here the the reason I got into video blogging is um is it was not something I ever really thought I would do but all of a sudden I just had this story that was burning a hole in my chest and I could not stand to not um make use of it and um a couple years ago, um, our, it was actually in, in May of 2017. Um, we, I was due, I was very pregnant and very due to have a little one, our first child. And, 
had had a wonderful pregnancy and um, I'm sure a lot of parents out here um, can relate to um, a wonderful pregnancy doesn't always mean that things end well. And, um, and we, uh, I gave birth to um, our sweet baby girl, Hollis, and um, uh, within a couple days at the hospital, we realized something wasn't right, mm-hmm. and um, uh, we uh, transferred her after a couple days to the children's hospital, and they were trying to figure out what was wrong, and um, and within uh, six days, she, she lived six days and, and died of a genetic disorder um, called NKH and um, it's really rare we'd even done the genetic testing I mean you know all the stuff that you really think like it's you know you really think it's going to be okay and um, and just were shocked to find out that we were carriers of this disease there's not a um, uh, they don't really test for it because it's too rare Mm -hmm. um, to test for um, if you don't know to be watching for it and um i just my husband and i just happened to find the one in the million person not technically but almost um that also carries this disorder and um and uh it's um yeah so she she lived at six six days and um we held her as much of those six days as we could and um and and then grief Grief. you know grief was a like such a um a shock to me. Um, and so I didn't know what to do with my grief. And, but I also knew I, um, I would, I was, I'd be damned if I'm not going to be able to talk about my daughter and what I just went through. And so, um, it took a while, it took a, it just took a while, but, um, at the, as the year was coming to a close in 2017, um, I just thought I've got to, I've got to do something with this. I can't, um, I can't keep these feelings inside and, um, I've, I've got to articulate myself somehow. And that's really how the video blog came about is I just started talking in front of my laptop and, um, it, it kind of came about because, um, some people had asked about, um, Hollis's bedroom And I'd realized that like, oh yeah, we still have her bedroom up. And, um, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go really public with this. I'm going to film in her bedroom and I'm going to, the most vulnerable place to me right now is this room where I can feel the world telling me to get rid of it. And I can feel the pressure of the world saying, um, you should kind of start to get over your grief and you should put those things away and put all those baby that put the crib in the attic and put this stuff away. But I, I still couldn't. And so I thought, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go big with this and I'm going to start vlogging from her room. So can we explore two things that I heard there? I think yeah. that's, that's, that's really two, two interesting distinctions. One is that you felt the world mm. start to tell you to put it away. Yeah. And the other part that I'd like to explore is there's a moment there, right? Where you were triggered. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it from here. Yeah. <laughs> there was a moment where you were triggered inside of that. What do you think? Why do you think the world tries, was trying, why did you feel that pressure? Where do you think that pressure from the world was coming from to say, hey, hey, put this away? Like, we don't want to look at, like, we're, we don't want to look at this anymore. That's a great question. Um, 
in, in truth is probably internal and external because you got the pressures of the world, but also the pressure on yourself yeah. that you think, you know, how things are supposed to go here. And you think like, um, you know, you've heard those people have those conversations in the past of, well, they didn't touch, you know, they didn't touch their room or their belongings for, you know, a whole year. And, and that was crazy. And, right. um, that room still looks exactly like it did. And, um, and then I suddenly could relate to that. I suddenly was in an a situation where I was like, I'm going to leave it exactly like this because this is where I'm happy and this is where I feel safe. And, um, and I know people don't get that, but I think that makes it all the more interesting in a way. And I, um, I kind of, you know, put myself out there and wear my heart on my sleeve and just tell people exactly what I'm thinking. My husband on the other hand is exactly opposite. And so, um, that was part of the conversation was, are you okay Mm -hmm. with me doing a video blog? Because this is not just my life. This is our life. And I'm about to grieve very publicly. Mm -hmm. And what we actually had to have a conversation about what things were off limits and what things were, um, we could talk about. And, um, and so he was, he was very generous. He said, you know, basically there was, there was just some, uh, some private moments from, um, our last moments with Hollis. And that was about it. He said, other than that, like, yeah, tell it, tell your story, tell our story. Yeah. I think that I feel that there's this, there's this thing the the external pressure is it really interesting because the world is not used to seeing people, not shut down. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's also this moment of the world at large being uncomfortable and doesn't like to be uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> and someone actually pr- putting truth out there, truth, even if it's just the truth about where she's at, you're yeah. at, where your husband's at right now, is enough to make people uncomfortable mm-hmm. because it forces them to look at themselves. Yeah. And so there's a thing that says, hey, let's shut that down, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because you then like you went the opposite direction. Right. Now, what I also I want to like, I don't want to let go of this moment where you're triggered here. Like you're like, no, I'm going to broadcast from the from her room. Yeah. What can you zoom back to that moment like that? that what, what was going on right there in that moment or just before that moment? Or like, can you, do you remember the moment? Yeah. Where you were like, hey. Yeah. I had had some conversations with my husband about um, wanting to do something with this story. And I I told him a little bit about um well, I'm just, I guess I'm just going to tell it all. I was telling him about I I kind of want to. I think I want to speak on this and I don't know if that means being a public speaker or what, but I, I think I want to, I want to speak about grief. And, um, and there was just this moment where he said, um, you know, a lot of public speakers, they write books. Mm -hmm. And so you're probably going to have to write a book about this if you're going to speak about it. And, um, that moment to me, I, I don't know what the average person thinks, but in that moment for me, I was like, you think I could write a book? Like it was this moment of like, you believe in me. Like I could do, I could do any of this and you support this. And, um, and he was like, yeah, I believe you could write a book. And, um, and then he, (laughs) it kind of really led me to think back to what I, what do I really want to do? Is that what I want to do? Do I want to write a book? Maybe that's how people usually go about it. 
is they write a book and then they go on tour speaking. Right. Maybe that's not the path I'm going to take. And I kind of made this decision that I'm not sure that I'm going to write a book, but I am going to launch this vlog and I'm going to tell the story in a, maybe a more modern way than writing the book. Um, and so I just kind of like threw yeah, just threw myself out there and started recording. <laughs> and it was like 15 minute videos in the beginning and they were, they were rough and they, by rough, I mean, um, I just cried in front of people and you know, um, I, but it felt so good and it felt, I, there was so much I had wanted to share with people and, um, and I didn't know how to do that. Um, and in the world of social media, you get a hundred and 60 characters, 145 characters or whatever, right. you know, to, um, to share your story. And I was like, no, no, this, I'm, I'm going to take as long as I need to. And, um, and, and video is where I felt I could be the most real and genuine. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how, how it came about. Yeah. Well, I think you said something that was again, really, uh, it goes back to the origins of this podcast. You said, I got on the camera and I just started talking. <laughs> I could just start talking. And I think there's a, you know, there's this, there's this, um, there's this serpent that keeps us, that tries to keep us or wants to keep us quiet mm -hmm. from sharing stories, especially where God has reached into our life and made an impact. Definitely. Yeah. And the serpent only has one or two tricks, which is, Hey, you're not, you're not, your story ain't good enough. Mm -hmm. Who, who do you think you are? Right. Who do you think you are to do or talk about this? Right. Who do you think you are? This, who do you think you are thing? I know that I've heard that. Yeah. I heard that like for, I mean, so I was telling you, I, I had this podcast for five, six months that I've net that I never published. And it took me 10 months to actually get up enough, like beating that serpent down to actually push the button. Right. right. And I'm sure you heard that too, that, yeah. you know, a little bit of a, Hey, who do you think you are thing? Mm -hmm. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. What was the, like, what did you use to cut the head off the snake? <laughs> oh, um, I just knew it was God's calling. So I had to keep going back to what is God asking me to do here? Mm -hmm. And, um, and it wasn't just about, I'm, you know, I didn't care if I changed the world. I'm not out here. I'm not, I'm, I don't think that God is asking me to change the whole world, but he is telling me that I can influence somebody. And so if there's one person that I can make them feel less alone um, in the middle of the night when they're grieving and they can't sleep, yeah. maybe they click on a video and they are able to feel um, closer to somebody else, closer to the Lord um, in, amidst their grief. And um and that's that, that to me was the motivating part was just knowing that it doesn't matter how many people I'm not, I'm not here to become Kim Kardashian and become really famous. I just want to share my story with one person who might feel better when I do. And, um, and that was really the, the ultimate motivator, but boy, you talk about that minute that you hit the button. Yeah. That is so scary. <laughs> and I have to say, it doesn't always go away. 
Every week you have to hit the button to publish something else that's vulnerable or you're not quite sure how someone's going to read it or take it and you're questioning yourself and you're second guessing yourself and you have to be brave every single week and hit the button. And and that's such a huge part in something like um, ongoing storytelling like podcasts and vlogs is you have to be consistent. Um, As I'm saying this, I'm thinking about the vlog at home that I need to edit and put (laughs) online because I haven't done that this weekend. And, um, and, and, you know, sometimes you're, you're tired and you might be tired of being vulnerable or tired of, um, trying to find for me right now, I'm trying to find the joy in things, Mm -hmm. you know, you go through the grief and you want to find the joy amidst all your mourning. And, um, and sometimes it's, it's exhausting to look for the, the bright side, you know? And so, but, um, but you feel so much better when you do. And, yeah. um, and every time I, um, I publish a video, I know that, um, I always remind myself, like even, um, even if just one person watches it, watch it, watches it this yeah. week. And that one person might be my mom sure. or Jamin. And, um, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that because, um, because it might be helping them, those yeah. I love get through first our shared grief yes. for Hollis. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that there's a, there's an important distinction there that also is the, the ultimate way to, to, to cut that head off the serpent that te- it might be telling you as you're listening to this, this might be something you, you may feel like I've got something. I mean, no different than what Hillary was talking about right there. She said, she said she felt called. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a calling mm-hmm. to broadcast Hollis's story. Yeah. It was a calling. And even though that's a, such a powerful calling, there's still this thing, right? Right. Says, don't yeah. Do it. Don't it's second guess your in your head, in your head, in your head. Yeah. But it's in the moment where you go to your heart and you think there's this one person out there. It's not about ego. It's not about pushing this to get five thousand likes yeah. or whatever. It's I'm gonna broadcast this light. And I don't I don't know where it's gonna go, but I'm gonna walk that in faith. And I know it may be twenty years from now mm-hmm. that somebody watches this video. Mm-hmm. And Maybe that's the nudge. Maybe that's the guy can use this as an instrument somewhere down the line that I may I, I may never know about. Yeah, I may yeah. never ever know about who watches it. Right? You've got people watch your videos. You don't. You can't see who all watches your right. videos. There's people watching your videos from all over the place. Yeah, that actually. I'm glad you said that because I said you know we can't change the world, but you'd be surprised that people all over the world who are listening to your podcast, watching the vlog, and I'm I'm continually surprised by the the people that pop up and I'm like they're they're in England yeah. or they're like in all these other places and um and so we live in such a powerful time where technology allows us to share our story on such large platforms yeah. that you really can you really can change people from all over the world even if you you might not feel like you're going to change the whole world right. you can change people all across the world yeah and I think that's where you know, there's a story around social media and it's like, ah, it's a waste of time. And there's all this. And, and look, it, I, I was having this conversation with, uh, with, with a client recently and they were kind of going on, I'm, you know, on, I'm not on social media. I don't, it's a waste of time. And I said, well, you know, social media is, is like a, is like a shovel, right? It's like, it's not good or bad. It's just a shovel, mm-hmm. right? It's just a tool. Mm-hmm. And so there's a conversation there about whether you're a consumer or a producer. Now we're all consumers at some level, but then there's an opportunity there for you to use the the form of broadcast 
to do one of a couple things. One is to seek to serve others. Two mm-hmm. is to tell you to, to, to tell your story, to, to share the light that you've been given. And if mm-hmm. you don't have any light, then maybe you might find some might be able to borrow something from somebody else. You might find Hillary's story, you might find this pocket, any of the any mm-hmm. of the stuff that's out there. And I think there's something else. I don't know, I'd love to hear your your where you're on out on this, but there's something also about um, that it keeps you in integrity because you know that I'm putting it out there. Right. Yeah. Right. That's I, yeah, actually I, I absolutely feel that way for me. It was, it became a very public way of, um, talking about my faith that I hadn't done previously. And, um, I talked about my church mm-hmm. and I had, you know, it, it was pretty obvious that I was a Christian, um, on, I, I hope it was on social media, but, but this was different. This yeah. was, um, I was very clearly pointing to, pointing people to my source of hope yeah. and my source of joy. And um, and so that for me is something that, um, you know, it, it all, when on social media, a lot of your worlds can merge. And, and I believe in um, friending your coworkers on social media. I'm, because I'm one of those people, I'm gonna put it all out there. And, um, and I am the same person at work and home and everywhere. So um, that was something that I, I really had to acknowledge that, um, okay, all your coworkers, not only are they gonna know all the very, um, heartbreaking things that you've been through and you're going to put it all out there to them. But then you're also, um, you're going to talk about your faith and you're like, not going to shy away from that. And, um, and it's for their good at the end of the day. Like, that's what I, that is another way. Like I had to cut the head off the snake is, is remembering it's for the good of others. And, um, and they need this. And I'm so grateful. I had the Lord to get me through these moments. Somebody out there might not. And, and heaven forbid, they have to go through this without the source of hope that I have. Yeah, so Hillary, so to give again the background, if we zoom back to to Hollis's birth um, in that that week, um, you know, I, I'm part of the church that that Hillary is, and we were as a, as a community. I mean, it was rally time, right? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. joyful, joyful, amazing to what the heck's going on to like the the grief, right? Mm-hmm. And but then, and, and, and if I, and if, if I go back, I mean, we, and we had had, we had had Perry just 10 weeks prior. Yeah. So there's, and, 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 and it's weird when I'm, as I was preparing for this interview, I was thinking about it, like Perry is the key catalyst. Perry is the re like the other, one of the other reasons this podcast exists. Yeah. It was Perry arriving that that was the wake up call from God for me. The, hey, it's like the, like the, not the, even the tap on the shoulder was the smack in the face. It's like, Hey man, you can't keep operating this way. So there was, there was that gift, but but if we zoom forward to and they had and there's this parallel thing that's happening, we zoom forward to to that week. Um, you know, it's what it was. It was one of those things. Like again, you you don't like you don't know you don't experience that. Mm-hmm. We don't we all hear of things, but until you're in it, you don't experience. You don't know how to walk it. Oh right, yeah, and. Our, our little little tiny little church here in Oak Cliff rallied and we were having prayer sessions in the front yard and all these different things. And uh, I just remember, I mean, one of the things I, 
that we we were we were getting just it was like a it was a onslaught right because then we had the other child in our hospital in our church that same within the same yeah, week, right yeah was in the same hospital and you guys went back and then you were there at the prayer session like the next day yeah yeah and hillary i mean like I mean, <laughs> it was, I, mean, I mean, I was, it like, was a lot. It yeah. was a lot, but, but you and Jamin walk that with such, and then Jamin t- doing the service, like with such grace. And, and this is, you know, of course, no ego here. I knew where you were getting it from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I knew where you were getting it from, but I was watching somebody download grace and walk it yeah. at a capacity I'd never seen before. Yeah. Boy, I have to say, um, we've never been so grateful um, to have been raised, um, been raised to know the Lord because it was one of those times where we literally had to have God's word hidden in our heart um, because your your mind is in chaos. Your your daughter's dying. They've made that clear, and and you are trying to um to cope with it and and understand uh what steps to take and how to literally there were there were instances where you just wanted to like um go off on people and um and i'm i'm telling you like god I mean, he just, he just fed us. Like it was like he was plugged in with an IV, um, giving us what we needed to get through because, and Jamin and I would continually look at each other in really intense moments and just, we knew exactly what the other person was thinking. And, and I feel like that connector was the Lord. Like he was kind of creating this, um, trinity so to speak um of of us and him and jamin and i because we were in tune with the lord um and i do feel like we were at that time um because of that we really were in tune with each other um because we knew that we could look at each other and we because we knew what the lord would want in certain instances we were able to um uh to know what we each wanted to to do and that was a variety of things from um the moments of us um determining um when to transfer her um uh you know as the doctors are giving you all of this information we were trying to decide um do we keep her on on air do we um do we take her off of air are um is is she in pain are we you know like all these different things um that you're trying to um make a lot of life or death decisions and um and we were able to do it with um completely in sync with each other and um and that could have been um really difficult otherwise and um and then just having grace for others um we'd had a um a friend come in from my my work and he had he had advised um he's a doctor and he'd advised us on some things and um and he he's one of the best pieces of advice he gave us was um you know people are gonna say a lot of messed up stuff and just go ahead right now start building up grace and forgiveness for them because you're just gonna have to let it go because they just don't know what they're doing and so just be prepared for all the the messed up stuff you might hear and just start forgiving people in advance and um and that really like 
that hit home for both of us. And um, we basically started implementing that within a couple hours. We were already felt ourselves like, okay, they don't, they don't know what they're, you know, implying here, or they don't uh, understand the situation. And so. Isn't that interesting that, that the, that the, the person in that situation or the people in that situation end up actually leading all of those around them. Hmm. You were, you guys were having to do that. Now that isn't always what happens, Mm -hmm. but that preparation, that preparatory grace bank (laughs) that you were building up, right? That did not come from within came from, I mean, what it came from within, but it came from a divine well yeah, that yeah. you had access to. Like you had direct, like you said, IV access right. to this well of grace. Mm-hmm. And in that grace, you and Jamin started to be the ones that held the space for others. And, and actually led in that situation. And again, just to, you know, 24 hours later, you're, you're, at a print another prayer meeting for another child that's in the same situation, you know, similar yeah, situation, yeah. similar, similar type of situation. And that only comes from, I, I like you said a minute ago, I don't know how I, I can't, I have such, um, I have such compassion for those that don't have that. Right. Yeah. I don't know how you go through it. Yeah. I don't know how you come out the other side of it. Mm hmm. And you see that you see where scenarios like this, and I've certainly seen scenarios similar that have destroyed marriages and destroyed families and mm-hmm. they just never are able to recover. Mm-hmm. But you talked about this Trinity sync up. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. neural network thing between you and Jamin and all has that, have you, have you felt that? Does that still exist? Do you still feel this, this neural connection? Um, that's been one of the, that's been one of the conversations here on the podcast recently is about this idea of connection inside of a marriage. Uh-huh. And I think it was um that the the specific thing I'm talking about it was more um in the sense of those like for several weeks. Yeah. It kind of like happened as um as soon as we realized um things were really bad. Um whenever the doctors really sat us down and said it started asking us random questions and yeah. we were like what like they were asking us things like um are you guys related and we're like what they would ask us all kinds of things because they were at a complete loss and so about that time we started realizing oh this is like like they literally don't know what's going on this is this is bad and um and it was about that time that we started to really um get in sync with each other, but also, and it was just in a, a much greater way. I, I, we have a great relationship, but even, um, it was just such a protected time that the Lord just like put this bubble around us. And, um, and so we, we also, I think cared for each other really well in those moments. We made each other the priority. So he was my ultimate priority in every single thing. I was looking back in his eyes and thinking, how is he doing? And I know he was doing the same with me. Mm-hmm. And that also helped us stay in sync because, um, because it wasn't, it was the most selfless time of mm-hmm. our, of our marriage. And, um, but I would say like, in honestly, and it's not something that 
you know, we feel every day, you sure. know, um, but uh, it was it was a protected space and time that um, that the Lord really like um, took care of us and um, yeah, and just help us have complete unity. Yeah. Yeah. It's, amazing. It's, it's, uh, it's I think we've all had those moments where we felt that. And then then there's this thing where like we we know it's possible. Mm. Right. And then you go through this, yeah. you know, sometimes like, there's, it it's more connection and less connection. And yeah. there's this bank of connect. And I think, you know, we, we've been talking about the connection bank and like how it needs to be daily invested in and filled up. But this sounds like it was one of those moments where the, like God came in and filled it up for you. Yes. And even moving into like the, the next week and the funeral. And, um, there was a, a time where I was just like, I am not, leaving his side and he had to go back to work and I was still on maternity leave. So, um, that it was hard for him to go back to work. And, um, and even there was some points where I had to leave, um, leave the city and to go be with some family. And I just, I felt like I needed to be with my mom. And, um, and so I had, I was driving out of town and I almost just completely turned the car back around and yeah. I was like, I don't want to, I, I can't, uh, I can't be without him. And it was that still, we were still in that bubble yeah. and it still felt like the safest place to be was together yeah. and, um, and, and in sync with, with the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, I actually haven't talked about it a whole lot. So it's kind of, um, it's a uh, fun to reminisce for that really, um, special time um also like tragic but but special time yeah 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 it's it's very it's a very vivid picture of this trinity of connection and i think there's you know we we talk about that you know lord's got to be central to your marriage marriage is a is is really about bringing him into into relationship and um it's probably a whole nother podcast. Right. <laughs> like there's a whole nother podcast around that, but it's a, it's a powerful, it's a, I have it in my mind. I mean, you gave me this visual of this Trinity, unity, marriage, God, like together, connection, mm-hmm. other focused, hundred percent selfless. I mean that, you know, again, it, it, ta- it took a, it took a, uh, a tag, it took a tragic scenario and a pressure cooker, but that's, right, yeah. that was, that 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 came out of that. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. I I mean, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, if we come back to telling the story, I mean, again, now you've now you've kind of gone through this this um, you know you weren't broadcast you you didn't have a vlog mm-hmm. to okay um, this I've, I'm going to tell this story and then now fast forward uh, I guess it's fifth. 13, 14, 15, 16 months, Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. And you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. So where would you say in terms of Hillary, you, how would you say you have changed over the course of this broadcast from when you first started to today? Um, I think, um, I'm more thoughtful about what my message is. You know, at first I really did just start, I just started talking and, um, and so I was just telling a story of what happened and, and now I'm trying to communicate maybe with a little bit more purpose. Um, and I think that's, um, that's good. And, (laughs) um, but also I, 
it's evolved because at first it was just talking about the grief. Like I just needed, it was bewildering me to me what the grief could do to the mind and, um, and, and how dysfunctional it could make you as a person. Mm. So that was really fascinating to me. And, um, so I would focus a lot on that, but I, I got tired of sitting in the grief, um, although it felt good and I needed to get all that out. And I, and so really this year, after about 12 months of that, I, um, when 28, when 2019 hit, I decided I'm going to focus more on joy. Yeah. The joy aspect of this. And which is why I titled the vlog joy, grief and authenticity, because I knew at the end of the day, it wasn't just going to be about grief. It mm-hmm. couldn't. Um, if I am really going to live out the truth, I believe, um, which is um, that we have a God that uh, redeems us and makes life worth living, um, then I've got to focus on the joy mm-hmm. um, because He's going to get me through this. And so um, that's that's really why the why I've titled it that. And um, but it's really evolved to more about talking about my joys of the week and why it can be hard to find. Joy um, sometimes, and so I also I, I like to I'm like you I like to bring on guests and hear other people's perspective. At the end of the day, I'm like you know, people get tired of hearing me talk, so <laughs> <laughs> there's other perspectives to give, and I love that everyone has a different story. So nobody can tell my story but me, and nobody can tell your story but you, and everybody has a story to tell, and only they can tell it, and so. I love the opportunity to give people a platform to do that. And, um, um, it, it, I, and again, I just am so bewildered by, um, how, um, how different grief is for everybody, which yeah. is also kind of miraculous that I even, um, did a video blog because my husband and his grief is very private and then I'm very public yeah. and we've been okay with that. But sure. we had to, we had to realize like, Oh, we're very different. And, um, and it's hard for people in the same household under the same roof sure. to, uh, to grieve differently and be okay with that. And so, um, uh, we've, you know, just had to, um, be, uh, show each other grace and just know sure. that we're two different people. So. Yeah. I think there's this, there's this powerful, uh, component of your message, which is it, it, it isn't just about grief and that, and that we understand that grief, it ultimately transforms it ultimately transmutes yeah. into something called joy. So you're in this, like, oh, thank goodness, <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Exactly. Right. So 2019 yeah. year of joy. What what would you, that's one of those words that's kind of th- like, what's joy? You see mm-hmm. it at Christmas. When you're thinking about joy with your with your what you're publishing now, like what is what does that mean? Like what when you find a moment of joy, like what is that? What's your um, definition? What do you? Gosh, nobody's really asked me that. I honestly think about it can be um, it can be the most profound things that just um, uh, that just make you. Uh, that just really get you through the day, or it could be something as little, like just something little that, um, I think sometimes, um, you have to look for small joys. Maybe you're not looking for like the most profound thing. You're just looking for something to be grateful for. And, um, and I, I, I do love that idea of the, having a gratitude attitude, yeah. man. I just, because as soon as we set our minds to like how lucky we are and Jamin and I have said that multiple times. And I, I remember the first time we said that after Hollis died and the words came out of my mouth and I was like, I can't believe I just said that. Like I, that doesn't feel 
is that true? Are we lucky? And, um, but we just both knew. And he even was like, we are, we are yeah. lucky. We, and it was the church that made us feel so lucky. That was, um, the thing that we were able to easily, um, easily set our minds to is wow. Like people have loved us so well. Who knew, like how, how do other people get through this without, um, without, God and the support system that he offers through his people. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it is in those darkest times when the light shows up Yeah, and it can really be seen at its brightest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, um, and it is in that moment where you can say, I can see the light because I'm in the dark. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in the dark, but I can really see the light because of that. Right. That you can actually go, I'm grateful for the whole thing because I could have never seen this. Mm-hmm. And there's a piece that I can be grat- grateful for. And in that gratitude, yeah, the, out of that gratitude is born joy. Yeah. And, um, and that's where it, it's just, it's so powerful. It's so uh, incredible to see that happen. And then, then you go, there's other people that can't see this light. Right. Yeah. And so I got to do what? I just got to start talking. I got to keep talking. Yeah. Just got to start talking. Every week I got to like <laughs> <laughs> be brave and hit the button and, and publish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you don't feel like you have anything to say. That's the other thing <laughs> that is so um, interesting about, you know, uh, continually doing a, being a storyteller is um, you don't always feel like you have something of value. Right. But if you re- if you look hard enough, you do. And again, turn to others. Let help be a, um, a microphone for other people. Yeah. So a couple things here. If you, for those that, you know, there, there may be people that eventually listen to this podcast and find themselves in a situation similar to, to where, where you were or mm-hmm. where you are, mm-hmm. uh, fast forward, you know, um, where you were in that moment and, or they've lost somebody close to them and they're in that grief thing and they can't see any joy. They can't see, uh, it's just darkness is what they're seeing right now. If some somebody's listening and they're in that spot, what what would you share with them from where you've been? Um, I would say um, as I, I would probably give the advice I was given about um, building up grace for others, and then I would encourage them to have the gratitude attitude um, and know that they're. Um, but also, gosh, I say all that and it sounds so, um, it doesn't sound authentic, you know? It sounds like the line that people okay. give. And so I think I would just, I would tell them that I hurt for them and that um, and that God, there is a God and he sees their tears and he is, um, he's literally collecting them in bottles. Every tear matters and he, Um, and he loves them and, um, and in the darkest nights he's there. And I, I think, I think it's so easy for us to say the, the go-to answer is, um, God's going to make, he's going to turn this into good. And, um, and, and, and God, by all means takes and makes something bad. Good. That's what he does. But, um, that's not always what people need to hear. You're right. And, um, and so what I would first tell them is that, um, I hurt for you and, and I, um, 
and there's someone else. There's a God that hurts for you. Yeah. I think you said it earlier, you said, you said, uh, that they're not alone. Yeah. 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 And I think that's, um, it, you know, relative to this podcast, that's been one of the things that's been on my heart is that the people that listen to this may find themselves on an airplane or mm, yeah. away from their family, mm-hmm. thinking that, you know, disconnection, not knowing how to get connected, not know, I mean, you know, just lost, which is where I was. And it was somebody sharing a message that in that moment, I felt like I wasn't alone anymore mm-hmm. because that is the story. And that's the story. That's what the serpent will tell you is that, Hey, you're in this place of grief. You're in this place. And guess what? There's nobody else like you. Don't talk about it. Don't broadcast from her room. And don't make people uncomfortable. Yep. That was my big thing I had to get over. Yeah. Just making people uncomfortable because it's sometimes your story is not always the story that makes people happy or it makes people comfortable and that's okay. That doesn't mean you shouldn't share it. And then there's also the story of don't make people uncomfortable. It's going to make people uncomfortable. That's just the serpent talking. Mm -hmm. Right. That's true. Actually. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's not even true. Yeah. Because I think what you probably found is that as you broadcast, people will come up to you and say something about, Hey, that one message or whatever. And, you mm-hmm. never even knew that it made an impact yeah. and you never even knew that it was relevant. But I would say that again, Hillary has been an incredible, um, incredible example to watch somebody that took and walked through the darkest thing, the darkest, darkest period, her and her husband, Jamie, absolutely walked, um, walked with such alignment Uh, to each other and to God that they were actually able to care. They were actually able to carry the fire that Hollis brought to this earth. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, joyful, incredible fire that still burns right now and gets shown out there in the light that happens like knock on effects that we could never calculate, but they walked through this and continue to tell their story, continue to tell Hollis's story. And in doing so, bring light to those that may not have any. And that is really the thing. You, everybody has a gift of something. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a story, as, as Hillary's talked about here. Everybody's got a story. And if you don't feel like you got a story, that's probably because you, you're probably in a place where you feel really alone. Right. Yeah. But I'd hope that here in this podcast that regardless, if you're in a situation, you've lost somebody, you're in a situation where you don't know which way is up. You're not alone. You're not alone. So Hillary, if, if folks that are listening want to find you, they want to follow you, they want to hear more of your message, where can they find your content? Yeah. Um, I have just recently put up a website, which was also another hard thing to publish. <laughs> I'm like, Oh man, I'm, I'm going real. I'm going this is, I'm doing this. Um, <laughs> it is HillaryHalton.com. And Hillary is a little uh, uniquely spelled. It's H I L A R I E H O U G H T O N.com. Awesome. So, we'll make yeah. sure we put that in the. Uh in the show notes. And then you also have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you can actually find that on the website. So it's Mm -hmm. all made it easy to find. Yeah. There, but, um, yeah, it's all on YouTube and, um, have been doing weekly vlogs for the past, uh, year and 
gosh, almost a year and a half, but yeah. Yeah. So if you want to find Hillary, uh, there you go. You'll find it. We'll post links in the, in the show notes. And, um, this has been a really powerful conversation. So Hillary, I want to thank you for, first of all, just being willing to, willing to walk and shine a light, even when it was really hard and do it anyway and just start talking. Yeah. And again, there's no way to measure the impact and the the effect that Hollis's story and Hollis to this day, she has effect on all of us, but is still making and that you and Jamin are making by continuing to talk and that your wake, you know, as you move through life, you're creating a wake. It's something we talk about on this podcast a lot is that there's this wake that's going out there. And as you're moving, um, you're creating a wake. And so you're, you're continuing to have impact. So it's just, uh, and now you've brought this to this podcast, which is a huge honor, a huge treat. And, um, I hope you'll come back some other time. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much. This has been awesome. Appreciate it. And, um, gosh, I just, um, pray the best over your listeners. Um, go out and go out and keep talking guys. Yeah. <laughs> just start talking. <laughs> Absolutely. Just keep talking. That's one of the key things in sales you have to be able to do is talk. And that's, we're going to have uh, Hillary's husband, Jamin, on in the future because uh, he can definitely talk. Um, <laughs> and we're going to talk presentations and sales and all kinds of other uh, comedic timing, maybe. Uh, but uh, we'll have more conversations about that. But um, Hillary, thank you so, so much. Please go check thank out Hillary. You. Find her on YouTube. Find her online. Look her up. The show notes will be there. Follow her and you'll see somebody that is walking and holding fire in her hand and bringing it to the world where in a, in a time when we need it so much. So thank you again, Hillary. Thank you. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much for listening. More to come.